0: So let's go. Today, Rabotai, um is a very special day, Vezot Chanukah. It's the final day of Chanukah, unfortunately. It's fortunate because it's no more donuts, but it's unfortunate because of all the zichuyot that we're managing to acquire. Um, I kind of felt very nostalgic already when I was saying Alan Anisim this morning, thinking about the fact that this might be the last time, uh, although we have, uh, we have we have hot today, but it's the last shaharit of... Uh, of Chanukah. Breakfast today is sponsored by Yaakov Shirazi on occasion of the eighth day of Hanukkah and comical call for success in everything and as well for a little all in all of our lives. Breakfast is also sponsored by Rachel in loving memory of Rachel Sutton, alava shalom, uh, Rachel Bat Victoria by her son Mara Sutton and as well in loving memory of her Rav Zalman wine, alava shalom of Shemuel, Ephraim, Benarav, Naftal, Yitzchak, and Gittel, sponsored by his daughter Dina uh, Wine-Ris. So please, Rabotai, make your berachot accordingly. Okay. Vizot Chanukah, the final day of Chanukah. I want to point out something which I think is a a fascinating concept. Okay? The Gemara says, uh, excuse me, the Midrash says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was charged with building the Bet HaMikdash... He did not know. He did not understand what exactly it was that God was asking of him. What is it? What? Is, what exactly does Hashem want him to do? Build him a house, a house he's going to live in. Moshe Rabbeinu says the Midrash, "says Hashem, you fill the whole world. You want me to build a house that's going to contain you? How can I contain you in some sort of small house which is limited by this uh, tiny, tiny dimensions?" But Akadosh Baruch Hu says, "You don't understand exactly my ways." And uh, we're not going to get into exactly what the concept of tzimtzum, of, of uh, constriction of HaKadosh Baruch Hu limiting himself into a space means. We're not going to get into, into that today. That's a topic for another day. However, that Moshe Rabenu, faithful servant that he is, even though maybe he doesn't quite understand exactly how it's going to work, he follows HaKadosh Baruch Hu's instructions to the letter. And thus begins the process of the Khanukata Bait. of the the dedication of the Benta HaMikdash. Now, during the Chanukah Tabayt, we are told a strange thing happens. Every single day of Chanukah, we read the story of the Nisi'im. And in it, the Nisi'im, each one dedicates their own korban. We read it today, we read it for the last eight days. And the, the Pasuk says to us, that Aharon watched as one group after the next, each one brought their korban, each one for their shevet, and it says that Aharon felt terrible because he was not in this korban of the lohu neseim, not him and not his shevet, and he felt terrible until HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to him, don't worry, you don't need to feel bad. You know why? Because when you raise the candles, you know, that's going to be your uh, your penance. That's going to be your payback. And your thing is better than theirs, because you're going to raise the candles. Says the Ramban, when the Pasuk says, Right after Naso that Aharon was given as a consolation prize, the lighting of the menorah, Ramban writes famously, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not referring to the mitzvah of lighting the candles that day, but rather to the mitzvah of Hanukkah that's going to ultimately come about through the children of Aharon. You're worried that you don't have a Hanukkah tabayit. Don't worry. One day is going to come a time where you and your Shebet, you and your tribe, are going to enable a Hanukkah tabayi, tabayit, a Hanukkah tabayit, a Hanukkah and a Hanukkah tabayit, which is greater than theirs. Now, why is it greater than theirs? I think part of the answer is in the fact that the Nisi'im were able to bring a Chanukah tabayit. But the children of Aharon would ultimately bring a Chanukah tabayit, as we said yesterday, a Chanukah tabayit and a Chanukah of the Nerot. But I think that something else besides, just for the wide-ranging element of the miracle that was brought about Chanukah, besides for the Chanukah of the Mizbeach, the Bayit and the, and the Menorah, the children of Aharon was better than the, the Chanukah of the, the dedication of the Nisim. And what way was that? One question that needs to be addressed is what was it that Aharon was feeling bad about? They made a donation to the Beit HaMikdash. Fadal, make one too. Did you ever think about that? What was Aaron nervous about? Each one, they brought this much gold and this much this and this much that. They brought it to the Mishkan. Aaron's sitting there feeling bad. Don't feel bad for yourself. Go out and do it. The answer is that Aaron was unable to do so because the commandment and the inspiration to bring this korban was brought as a nebuah, as a prophecy. And therefore, the ones that received the prophecy to be able to do it, the Nisi'im, they were able to do it. Anybody else that didn't receive the prophecy, they were unable to do so. Aaron felt terrible. He had no way of accessing this korban. Not him, as he said, and not his shevet. Hashem says yours is better than theirs. Why? Because through your children is going to come about a Hanukkah, a Mizbeach, a Hanukkah, a Habayit, and a, 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 a Hanukkah as well of the menorah that is possible and accessible to each and every Jew. Rabuta, I need you to understand the significance of this. The Hanukkah that we have in our home is meant to be a microcosm, a remnant. Of the, of the Hanukkah, of the Mizbeach, excuse me, of the Menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. But who had the, the ability to light the Menorah in the Beit HaMikdash? It was reserved only for the Kohanim. Not only that, by the way, the Pasuk tells us all the Sigulot that are associated with someone who lit the Menorah in the Beit HaMikdash. They would fight over who got the opportunity to do so. So Aharon, what was Aharon's greatest Midah? We all know. His greatest Midah was... Oev Shalomi loved every single Jew. He's so much so that he would go around telling each one stories to bring husbands and wives back together. He would do all the most incredible things each and every day in order for just for the simple Jews, for the Jews that nobody really cared about. So much so that the Pasuk tells us that there was a discrepancy between the funeral of Aaron and the funeral of Moshe. When Aaron died, it says, the entirety of the Jewish people turned out to his levaya, to his funeral. Not only that, the Midrash says that the next year all the babies were called Aharon because everyone named after him. Why? Because he went out of his way not just to deal with the biggest things but he worried about each and every person's shalom bayit. He worried about two friends that weren't getting along. He had bigger things to do. Aharon ahead. The machshavot, the kavanot that he could have when he was doing the korbanot he could change the whole world. But he was worried about two friends who got into a fight at breakfast. And by the time lunch came around, he already had them back together. Aaron's, his nature, his essence was chibur, was connecting each and every Jew, not just to God in heaven, but connecting them to one another. So when God sees Aaron, he's upset. What was he upset about? Lo, who says <laughs> Midrash? Velo shibato. It didn't bother him that he didn't have a portion in it. He's not a ge'e that he's worried about the fact that he didn't do it. If someone else did it, Alama, good, God bless them. But what we was worried about was lohu velo shibato. That means that everyone had something, but there were some people who were excluded. Shebet Levi was excluded. Aaron, he couldn't stand it. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't worry. I'm sending you something new. I'm sending you the miracle of Hanukkah, whereby the beauty, the the essence of the, the kindling of the menorah will be shayach to each and every Jew in their home. What a special thing that is. Rabuta, I want to give you a glimpse into the twisted workings of my uh, weird mind. I think a lot. Everything I see, I analyze. I probe, I try and draw something from it. A message, uh, uh, an indication. The sefarim tell us that every single thing that we lay eyes on, HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranges for that thing Cross our field of vision because that's something that you needed to see and if that's the case I kind of feel like Borel Olam is banging on the glass window and he's yelling and screaming like someone in a car and you can't hear him sometimes because people were not listening so I try anytime something comes I look I see something that's out of the ordinary I kind of feel like that's another burning bush moment and everybody's got him and the question is are you going to be someone like the pasuk says Vayar Hashem Kisar Lirot God saw that he turned to see, and he speaks to him from the bush. So are you going to turn to see? So I, I think, especially on the day of Hanukkah, this is a special insight to share. This morning in the Kness, it's the final menorah, and I noticed that all the candles are burning except for one. And I'm sitting there thinking about it, I'm thinking, how could it be? It's the last day, how could we not get this right? Halakha says, by the way, that if you light a candle and it goes out, what's a Halakha. You don't, you don't need it. It doesn't say you can't light it. It says you don't need it. No, you don't need it. Kabta eno zakukla. You don't need it. Are you allowed to relight it? 100%. But you don't need to. Why? Because we hold hadlaka or se mitzvah. Once you did the hadlaka, you did the mitzvah. But I thought to myself, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? It's so the last day of Hanukkah. The mitzvah of the, of the Hanukiah in the Beit Midrash is... Uh, Pir Sumeni says, to spread the word of the Nes. And one of our candles is out. And even if it went out, well, I should leave it? Wire, but no wick on it? I should leave it? There was no wick on it. So I took a knife, and I cut away the wax, and underneath the wax was a wick just like any of the other candles. And I thought to myself, if this Nikuda, as we are always taught, is Kiner Mitzvah, right? The, 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 the heart of a person it's compared to a candle, the neshama of a person, with Torah, or through the process of Torah, it brings, or it brings light. And if this is the obligation of each and every person, even if I didn't light it, if I see somebody else's menorah that went out, it's my obligation to go and do that. And if what brought Aharon comfort was the fact that he knew that everyone would have a chilek in the menorah. So what do you do when you see someone whose light is out? What do you do some when you see somebody who's covered over wax, you can't even find the wick? The answer is that we have to believe that in each and every single Jew is a one small, like the miracle of Hanukkah, one small Pach shemin, which is completely pure. And a lot of times we don't believe it, and we think, you know what, we tried, at Laka Hosei Mitzvah, I did my obligation. I called the guy, I asked him to come to Shul. I invited him one time to come to Shabbat. The guy said, no, you couldn't find the wick, you couldn't light it, but the Halakha actually tells us Sorry, that the, the Gemara actually tells us that the reason why they were able to light these candles is because they didn't stop looking. Vitimu, like the Pasuk says, it doesn't say Vitimu mikzata shemanim, Vitimu rova shemanim, it says Vitimu kola All of the oil of the Nerot of the, of the, uh, was, was impure. But they didn't give up and they looked and they found underground one last. I think that message is what a person is supposed to take from Hanukkah, especially on the last day, Hanukkah. the idea of the mitzvah is, isa, is to teach the people, teach the world about the miracles of God, about the hand of God, about God's fingerprint on our world. What am I doing before Hanukkah ends? What am I doing to be able to, to teach people, to inspire people around me, to ensure that even if someone's wick and someone's light has gone out completely, and even if you couldn't even find the wick, what am I doing? To cut something away, to get do something a little bit more, a little bit stronger, with a little bit more effort. And if a person goes to that place, then ultimately, as we are promised, there's always a Pach Shemen, there's always one drop of oil which has not been marred, which has not been tainted, that you can find to light. May we be'ezrat Hashem find our own nerot. And may we also be'ezrat Hashem never give up on the light of any other Jew in the entire nation. Baruch Adonai Amen.